Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with returning host, Andy. <laughs> Two in a row. <laughs> Two in a row. row. And Nathan. I was going to say, Micah. Jesus, I'm here too. Hey. Harvest right. is done. Yay. We finished it at about 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. What is it today? Wednesday the 2nd. Yeah. November 2nd, recording this. Is that a record time so for you So are you going to go on record saying... You'll be here every week. Moving no, forward. I, will not. I will not go on record saying that, but I plan on being here a lot more often. Great, so. we'd appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> trying to help you out. But who are you going to talk shit? Who are you going to talk shit about? I mean, I'll still talk shit to him. I mean, all right, I went back and listened to almost all of them now. Almost, at all least of them. the intros, and it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. I he said called, it. I, I said it wasn't that bad. He called me one name. I mean, that was offensive. The rest of them was fine. <laughs> it, was, it was offensive. And I would have said it to your face. You would have. <laughs> Pretty sure you did tonight. It's fine. So, yeah. But, nope, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, done with harvest. It's pretty quick. You guys it I mean, that seems like pretty I mean, fast. It feels like it took forever because we had such good weather uh-huh. and we just ran every day. Yeah. But um, and I think, I don't know. I mean, because you guys started September. Shit, when did we get back? Probably, let's just say September 18th or something, something like that. Somewhere around there, middle of yeah. September. And it and took us, I mean, longer than normal because we shut down for like my nephew's games. My dad didn't right. miss any Kinda, of his You didn't run games. all night, sort of thing. We weren't running until two o'clock in the morning type shit. So, I mean, yeah, we could we could have done faster. Right. But, but still, I mean, that's pretty good. That's yeah. awesome, man. Awesome. Proud of you. Now it's time to. I don't know. Let's talk about some stuff. Yeah. Now it's time to get in the deer woods. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's great. Today's November 2nd. The pre rut is going on. I feel like it's hit and miss. I've had. What what is a whitetail? I just want to know. What is a whitetail deer? Deer, okay. I thought I was, I was waiting for him to specify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a few kinds of whitetails. Because uh, I feel like all you guys are lying about them existing in the world. Oh, oh he's going to get on his soapbox. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, I, took, I took my son tonight uh, before we recorded. And at first, I was like, hey, you want to go hunting with me tonight? And he said, yes. And at first, I was just like, you're going to go with me. Because I was going to a spot that, um, uh, a stand that, I have never had anybody else in with me. Mm-hmm. It's a two-man stand, but anyways. And right before we got ready to leave, I'm like, ah, screw it. If you're going, we might as well take your bow. So, anyway, <laughs> I had him carry the crossbow in because it was unloaded, not ready to go. I cocked it 
mm-hmm. once we got then ready put a bolt up in. there. Oh, okay. or whatever it's gotcha. called, got it ready. And because uh, it's one of them cranking, it's got mm-hmm. the uh, accu draw system. Wow. So I just slowly did it. It yeah, was really windy tonight, so yeah. I didn't make much noise doing it. Anyway, but when we got down tonight, I didn't want him carrying that crossbow. Um, what's it? Talk, what's the cocked. word? Charged? You know, like cocked. so. I'm like, I'll carry this back to the truck. Cock. So I said, <laughs> so it gets better. I Penis. said, you're gonna, you're gonna. <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're gonna it's carry. Late, guys. You're gonna carry my bow. So he's carrying my bow. And I look back and I watch him drag my freaking bowstring across a cornstalk. I'm like, dude, you got to pay attention. Give me my bow. So I carry both He's bows both back to the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that got those crossbows are heavy. Yeah, they are. They're man, definitely they're, not light. They're not light. That's for sure. And that two man stand that I was in the night, which um, was it's just an old, old stand. Uh, two man my ass. It was very tight. Really? <laughs> I mean, you know, with I had my bow on one side of the tree hanging. I had him carry or holding his crossbow uh, on the shooting rail. And I pretty much stood up the entire time. Yeah. Because um, I had him set up looking one direction, and then I was looking behind us in two shooting lanes I had cut already. And uh, that farm, man, they are they are there, but they're there one to two hours after dark. Yeah. Pretty much every night. And I was hoping tonight was the night that yeah, break loose. they got, you know, just going a little more. I was able, whenever it rained last weekend, I was able to go. And uh, I had a, a real nice eight point. He actually, uh, there's two does in the field. He popped out of the, the timber line and chased two does around for a minute. And back, he left them, went back in the woods. But uh, kind of first sign of that little rut activity starting, kind of gave them a little run around. I had a pretty uh, look at that picture though. Disappointing this morning. That's pretty sweet. Bobcat on that log. No, yeah. that's cool. I, I had a pretty disappointing hunt the other day, but oh. the Friday <laughs> before. Oh God! The Friday before you season. Disappointing is the word you're going with, huh? Yeah. Disappointing, upset, furious. <laughs> a few other. We're words. getting there. We're yeah. getting there. So, I got this. I got my corn that I planted yeah. for the deer. And I had a blind set up. I've had it up there for weeks. Well, let me back up a little bit. So, anyways, I go out there. I had to do some work to get ready for you season coming up. Just want to make sure everything. I get out there, and I can't find my blind. <laughs> I'm like, you found it. Great. Somebody stole my blind. You know, and I'm like, because I knew we had all those bad winds there for a while. But I've driven by, and I've been hunting since then, and it was always there. So, anyways, I go out there, and I'm like, great. Somebody stole my blind. But they didn't take my chair. Okay. <laughs> so, that's great. That's good. I got to think. I was like, man, it probably just blew away. So, I'm going to look around. I looked in the woods. I looked everywhere. <laughs> I go over to the pond, which is <laughs> like, you know, down eight feet right, right now or whatever it is. And there's my blind right there just soaking. Luckily, it was close enough to the shore where I was able to get a big stick, fish it out. I set that up. That was on a Wednesday. I couldn't hunt Thursday. Friday, I go out there. It's the day before you season, and it's perfect. Got a good wind. It's not terribly hot, cool weather, and it's getting to be that perfect last 20, 30 minutes of prime time hunting. I'm like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. 
and I look over on the far side of the corn, and there's one of my target bucks. Oh, shoot. My big eight, super wide, freaking probably weighs 350 pounds. I mean, he's just a huge deer. My pants got much tighter at that moment. Yes. Yeah. Super excited. There's probably, at this point, he's roughly anywhere from 80 to 100 yards away, and he's slowly feeding towards me. I'm like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. With 10 minutes left of light. How, how close is he then? About 60. Oh, my gosh. 60. He was about at that threshold where. When do I it, start drawing? When, when do I right, start ranging? I, I'll shoot up to 60 yards. I would prefer 30 and in. Oh, yeah. But I can take a 60-yard shot. I feel comfortable with that. On a deer that doesn't know what's going on. On a deer that doesn't know yeah, what's going it's on. Alert. If he's out there feeding, I feel comfortable with that. I was hoping to get, get him around 45, 50. But anyways, so he's doing that, and uh, I'm getting all excited. I'm like, this this is great. This is great. Like I said, 10 to 15 minutes left to shooting light. A guy that I know pulls up into the field, and there's a shop or a barn <laughs> in the field, and where I'm at is just further on down the field. And he is unloading a bat wing on a trailer Aww. and moving tractors around. And so, long story short, he kicked the deer away. You know, the deer didn't want to come play anymore. So, I, w- I was pretty upset. I-, I hung out in my blind for a good 30 minutes, 45 <laughs> minutes dark, after just, dark. Uh, <laughs> because I knew if I walked back there. And he was still there. And so, I, I waited till I calmed down because I was pissed. I was super pissed. <laughs> so, finally, I walked back there. And he had to move my truck to do what he was doing and everything. So he knew I was hunting. I mean, he he knows what I'm doing there. And he's like, oh, what's going on? And he ended up getting the bat wing stuck on a trailer. It was hung up, so he needed some help anyways. Uh, he's like, so did you see any deer? Yeah. Like, yeah, I sure, did. Sure as hell did. I did. I did oh, see Okay. Him. I was like, yeah, appreciate it. You know, whatever. But so, did you tell him what? No, happened? I didn't. I didn't because I would, I would have been mad again. So I just let it go. You know, it's not his fault. He's he a had man. he had stuff to do. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to get something done. Could it was just about ten minutes. <laughs> it was just bad timing. But yeah. you know, that's an, yeah, it nice. happens. It's happened to all of us. Yeah. So yeah, that's my uh, latest hunting story. You season that's passed. Nathan didn't have any luck. Me and Brinley. I sure as hell did. No. Me and Brinley, we went out uh, Saturday. Uh, we had a doe. We had a doe, and she missed. She shot, she shot a little low. It's mm. probably my fault because we were actually using Andy's crossbow yeah. that he let us borrow. And we've been practicing at 30 yards, and she was hitting money each time. Mm-hmm. The deer came out. It was about 40 yards. And I was like, just aim a little high, whatever. And my fault. I probably should have just made her not shoot. But uh, yeah. But and then we went out Sunday. It's skunked. not like a high dollar crossbow. It's one of those right. ones I've had for a while, and there's probably quite a bit of drop. It's not as fast as some of those super nice ones, so it's probably no. quite a bit of drop between thirty and forty. Yeah, I should have. I should have shot it and known. You know, that's my fault. It's on me. It's on me. It but uh, you know, but she did great. She, I mean, she's a very patient hunter. She's uh, she can sit there and just sit. She's not like my other That's children. Cool. But <laughs> so. Brinley, Chase, and Caden all got to go to the annual youth deer uh, contest. That mm-hmm. was a lot of fun, man. Uh, third annual, technically, but second annual uh, hosted by these folks. And uh, great time. 121 registered 
youth hunters. And, I, awesome. and I believe there was 50, 52. 52 deer checked in. So, nice. I mean, 50%. Almost a 50%. Yeah. You know, success ratio. That's pretty and good. the coolest thing about this is, and we're going to thank them in a second, every single kid that registered a deer, or no, I'm sorry, every every single registered hunted, hunting kid. That went? Yeah. That went. Well, actually, they didn't have to be there. They just had to register for the event. Won a prize. And they didn't have to register in advance, correct? It was kind of registered. No, they, they no, came. You go you in. show up. You, you fill out a piece of paper. Yeah, like me and Brindley, or we went. Sunday evening was when it ended, obviously. So we went in. We didn't have a deer to check in. Mm-hmm. All we had, all we had to do was she had to write her name on a card, and that was it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it gets put into a bucket. And every so, 121 kids all won a prize. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, Brent. because there's some there were some awesome sponsors of the a lot of event. A lot of um, really good sponsors. We were lucky enough to team up with some of our sponsors. Mm-hmm. So want to thank them again. We've done it before, but thank you to Midwest Gunworks. Uh, thank you to um, Rivers Edge Tree Stands, Lucky Buck, Onyx Maps, Black Ovis. They all came through big. Uh, Zamberland Boots, Alps Outdoors. My oh, goodness. Nah, yes, they're awesome in this event. Um, just keep sending stuff. It's, you know, the, it's just amazing what our, our contact with Alps Outdoors since to, us, put to help kid, us out you know, Getting kids involved in the outdoors, you could tell how important it was for all those companies, mm-hmm. you know, that are our partners that helped yeah. us get some stuff donated to them. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing for those guys, for yeah. those companies. So if you're they in the Johnson, um, so this, this hunt was for uh, kids who hunt in Johnson and Lafayette, Lafayette County, Missouri. Um, that might change in the future, but right now it's Lafayette and K- Johnson County. I think there were three different youth hunts across the state. Um, Alps Outdoors actually posted a video about it. <clears throat> and uh, I can't remember where the other two were. But one was on the St. Louis side, and I don't remember where the third one was. I mean, there's several. I mean, because. Yeah, contest or whatever you yeah. call them. So yeah. um, right now, that's where it is. And it's just, it's it's a great event. I want to thank um, Josh and Carrie Goodman for putting this event on. They do a lot They of host work. the event. Uh Carrie organizes all of this stuff. Uh, they fed everybody. They fed everybody. Good. Food, uh, the meat was donated by a local uh, guy named Nate. So thanks, Nate. Not me, Nate. A different Nate. Um, a lot of people donated the time. People had to check deer. I know a buddy of mine, that uh, several buddies of mine that stayed there pretty much all day, Saturday and Sunday, checking deer in and mm-hmm. weighing deer. Um, so it was a lot of fun. That banquet at the end was cool. You know, everybody kind of gathers around mm-hmm. and they just uh, start shoot, handing shoot out prizes, and yeah. then they start hanging out, handing out prizes. Kind of funny story about one of my sons. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of this thing, my my son Caden, uh, you know, he had a tear in his eye, and I'm like, "What's wrong with you? I didn't win anything." I'm like, "Well, not everybody wins, man. Like that's life. Yeah, suck it up." <laughs> and uh, so that was that. And then I was talking to Josh. Uh, a little later and I'm like so how many kids didn't you know go home with something this year he's like oh none every kid won I'm like oh well Caden didn't win anything <laughs> he's like are you serious I'm like yeah, yeah I, he never heard his name and I don't I don't remember hearing it and he's like oh no long story short my handwriting is so bad <laughs> are you kidding me that when Josh uh, read his name he read it as Cade Thorny 
<laughs> so that is awful. And so, it was like in the first ten. It was things. one of the first like ten. Let things the kid that, write his own name. Apparently. <laughs> so, because they, but thankfully they're very organized. Carrie's of awesome at running stuff like this. After they would draw the name of the kid, they would put their piece of paper on the product they won. Mm-hmm. So we were going. We actually went through all the stuff, and I didn't see his name anywhere. I'm like, Bud, you just didn't win, man. I'm I might have not put it in the hat or whatever. Well, it was a larger item that he had actually won, and he was the one who saw it. He's like, Dad, that's my name on that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he, so that was the coolest part is every kid wants something. Yeah, yeah. it is awesome. Yeah. yeah uh, a lot of fun. Pretty awesome. So if you are a business or an individual who's looking for ways to give back in the outdoor community, to me, <coughs> this event is a great way to do that. Yeah. You or know? your local, if there's one going on. Sure. You know, but yeah, I, I kind of was talking to people in our area more than anything, right? You know, like if if you're looking for ways to to do that, that I'm sure next year they're gonna have. They were hoping for I think a hundred kids this year, and they they had 121, so they they almost doubled from last year. Right, they had sure. 70 some last year. I'd be yep. curious. I mean, the ratio of kids they got from the county because there's what 13,000 deer checked in, 12,000 deer checked in. For youth season, I think I read a little over thirteen thousand. In what was county? State. In the state. Okay, for youth season. Yeah. Well, our two counties, with the kids that were there, checked in fifty some. Right. <laughs> so, right. yeah, there was one. There was a doe killed that was like thirty two pounds. Thirty two pounds, and the biggest deer was two hundred and nine, I believe. Dang. There was like a coyote that. killed that day that weighed thirty eight, and was a female. Yeah, female. It's a big one. It's a big coyote. Big coyote. Yeah. So just wanted to throw that out there. That was an awesome event. Uh, hopefully we could continue to be a part of that uh, moving forward. Um, but thank you to Carrie and Josh Goodman. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Okay. But today's Let's show. Let's talk about today's show. Yeah. So today we have on our contact over at uh, Midwest Gunworks. We've uh, actually had him on the show before. But today we talk with Cameron Tinker and we discuss – our top five deer rifles. Getting the his top five. His top five. We, we just kind of, you know. We kind of put a list together. Pew, pew. And to preface, and we talk about this in the episode, this is just all personal based. This is no hard fact rule. We did it for fun <laughs> mostly, you know. Yeah. And uh, Don't get all in your feels. Yeah, yeah don't get all pissed yeah, off. Like yeah. this is just, you know, Cameron is a gunsmith by trade. Right. So he's got a lot of knowledge in this area. A lot of, yeah. So, um, and we're, we're just, just hunters. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, like I said, it's just his opinion, his top five. It was, it was a lot of fun, really. It I really mean, was. He kind of breaks oh, down can. each one of his for and different he, reasons. I said he has his reasons why he picks the one he does and it doesn't always mean it's the best at killing, it's right. the best at whatever, but Yeah. Right. But there's always variables that go into like why you have He used a matrix. Why you use a rifle, reasons. right? I mean, you could be someone who uh has a little one that's hunting too and so you're choosing something that's a little smaller. You could be someone who can only have one gun for multiple things, so you know, you're obviously not going to be running around with a seven mag while you're trying to coyote hunt too, or something like that. So we know no, I won't. <laughs> I guess you could. We know we we understand that this is not like a black and white top five type of list, but it's it was a lot of fun um, to kind of 
give at least Cameron's opinion. And then actually the three of us also had top fives. Yeah. And um, I mean, lots of similarities, but you guys will, you guys will catch on. I really so. want to know what our listeners top fives are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to, um, so when you guys hear this show, um, shoot a story or whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to even try to do a story on the old Instagrams, um, having folks, you know, answer, survey. I think there's a survey option or some shit. But uh, people can, you know, tell us what their top five is. Reply to the show post or just post a picture of your favorite uh, caliber and tell us why you like it uh, over others because uh, I'd like to learn more about it. I mean, one of my top five is a gun that I've never shot, but it's because I keep hearing great things about it. So right. um, so I'd like to hear, hear more about it for sure. But let's get into the sponsors and then we'll get into the show. Well, first... Midwest Gunworks. Yep. Well, first and foremost. Um, can we give him a little, like, tease? Yeah. Can we give he, him a tease? He did say we okay, could. Okay, he says it um, a little bit. Midwest Gunworks is going to be having a Black Friday sale. Yep. On Black Friday. And you won't know about it right until that. Details come yeah, out the details. Black Friday. Yeah. Details come out on Black Friday. So if you guys, and he says in the show, if you guys, you know, got some big ticket items, you might want to wait Wait until and then. Wait until then. And he also said that we could say you can stack our code on top of that. So that's pretty cool right there. Yep. So uh, use yep. that code MWW5 for an extra 5% off of whatever their awesome Black Friday sale is going to be. MidwestGunWorks.com. Yep. Once Guns you go buy that gun <laughs> on Black Friday, you're going to need a nice optic. Yeah. And what are you going to use? Ridiculously good optics. Ridiculously good optics. Ridiculously I have a hard time saying it ridiculously. Good right? optics. Yeah. Athlon Optics. Yep. Um, newer sponsor of ours. Excited to work with them. Uh, really enjoyed shooting my 6 Arc with my Helos on there. Mm-hmm. Haven't got to shoot my uh, my other one. I was shooting my 6.5 Grindle. I have the uh, Argos on it. The uh, 6x25, I believe it is. So, Brindley, And I got up. your rangefinder all set up for you, Andy. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Dude, I love my rangefinder. It's I've pretty sweet, it, right? Yeah. I've taken it out just to kind of mess with it and played in the woods a while. Have you figured out how to do it to where it automatically gives you the adjusted yardage? No. I just keep using it the way it is. It gives you the true yardage, and you wait about a, a second. second. It's one and second. it'll give you the adjusted so yardage. So our contact with Athlon said that there's a setting where you don't have to wait. Uh, I really don't mind because I like messing with it. I, I like guessing. I guess I sit in my um, I stand and I'll range trees and I'll guess right. like all right I bet that's truly thirty five but I bet my angle is going to come in thirty three. Hmm. How um, are you anyway? Huh? How are you? Because I know how Terrible. you are in uh, in <laughs> <Terrible>. Colorado. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so here you're alive. <laughs> my actual ranges are shot. pretty close. My adjusted ranges I'm usually uh, I usually think it's going to adjust more than it actually does. Right. Yep. So yep. check them out, athlonoptics.com. Find a dealer near you. <clears throat> uh, Rivers, Edge, Rivers Edge Tree Stands. Yep. Use the code Missouri10 for 10% plus free shipping and handling. On <laughs> Okay. <laughs> on any hang-on or ladder stands. Yeah. Uh, you're behind the eight ball. Get you, yeah. You need to get I mean, uh, what the hell you're doing? But I always hey, get, get to going. this time of year, and I I feel like I – I need another during, one. During off season, like I have so many stands, I don't need any more stands. I get to this time of year, like, oh, I wish I had a stand I could throw in this corner. I was or literally that just thinking about that the like, other day. Every year, I get to that place, so I think I need to order me some more uh, Rivers Edge tree stands for sure. Hey, if you put together that tower blind for me, you can use it. 
Sure. <laughs> Don't threaten me it's with at a your, good time. It's at your house. Don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, so check them out, River's Edge Tree yep. Stands. Um, Lucky Buck. We're still putting out mineral. Mm-hmm. I put mine, it's been a few weeks now. I haven't done two it. Weeks, I'm two, out. two or three weeks I put. If, my, so. if coyotes pee on it one more time. Really? That's Dude. one thing I've noticed this year. I haven't had as many coyotes on camera. I've had I've more had this year, and they keep peeing on my lucky buck. I've had I've had them do it once I'll and fight them. Yeah, do you think that messes with a deer? I like, know because uh, they're so. the next day. There's deer all over it. That's so, good, but yeah, we really like lucky buck. Go give them a try. You know, lucky buck. Yes. All right, Onyx Maps. Yep, use the code MWW20 for 20% off. Make sure you go to the actual website when doing that. You can't do it over the apps. Yeah, and actually they have a uh, feature that I really like. They have one I don't like, I think. The wind direction thing? No. I tend to share points with Nate and be like, hey, man, where should I hunt? But now he knows where all my stands are. <laughs> I mean, I already did. <laughs> but, uh, well, I was going to say, they I mean, if we're going to poach, a... we're going to do it. You know, <laughs> if you guys are hunting my shit, you're going to hunt my we, shit. We, we don't need your point, you know, <laughs> your your spots if we're going to go kill something. Over I, need to quit, I need to quit sharing information with Nate, is what I'm saying. That might be Sheesh, what beneficial the hell did I do wrong? <laughs> they have an ideal wind, uh, what do you call that, feature? Yeah. Which yeah. is really nice. You can, uh, you can put... You can set, like, let's say a tree stand. You can set what you want your ideal wind to be, and then based on the wind that day, it'll tell you, hey, this is garbage, good. Have you not used that feature? have not. I had to, to show you that. I've used it. I started using it. Pretty it's, cool. It's pretty sweet. As long as the uh, wind it does it. I've noticed, and I've looked, I'll look at the Weather Channel. I'll look at my Onyx. I'll look, I'll freaking look wherever. And for whatever reason, my area, the wind's always different. Just the way it the way moves it, in yeah, that area. Yeah, just the topography of it. Mm-hmm. It just moves different than what it, you know. What the what, predominant wind is. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that that could be a thing. Uh, okay, we got Onyx done. Uh, back, com. Yep. Use the code MOWW22 for 10% off. And then... Um, Last but not least, Camo Fire and Black Ovis, both awesome, awesome things in their own right. Camo Fire, you know, get on that app. I would download the app. I mean, you can get on the website, but the app's so much more fun to play yeah, with. Yeah, it's a lot easier just to use the app. I'm not going to get on the website this time because you gave me a hard time last year. Well, last because week. it takes you 44 minutes to find it. It takes either. two seconds. Either way. And then Black Ovis. Use the code MWW10 for 10% off. So hopefully you guys have got most of your stuff, but I'm sure you guys can find something. They just came out with their new Merino layers. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. uh, they're pretty sweet. Not going to lie. I mean, we're going to get into late bow season here in another month or so. you got plenty of time to get those ordered and get ready for late bow season. Mm-hmm. I don't go hunting ever without Merino layers on. Same. My base layer is now always on me. Eve, today, it was 75 freaking degrees. I had my lightweight slayer on yeah you're crazy yeah so okay maybe not that yeah i say but all the time dude, i don't mean that much all the time <laughs> i'm telling you like my my Your sweat CD. is gone in two seconds yeah that would be nice whereas like if i just had my outer poly layer on i feel like i just am drenched uh because i sweat i'm a sweater i'm a sweater i'm a sweater uh but appreciate all of our uh, partners partnering with us check them out 
What else you guys got? Let's get into the show. Let's do that then. I like it. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Okay, with us tonight, we've got our buddy Cameron Tinker with Midwest Gunworks. Cam, what's up, man? Oh, not a whole lot. This time we're virtual, but it's okay. Yeah. You, If you could just move Midwest Gunworks over to KC. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Can you guys get a branch over on this side of the state? That'd be fantastic. Hey, if we're getting another branch, I'm thinking Wyoming, <laughs> Montana, Montana. Big picture. You know, a little bit further. Big picture. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So for uh, our listeners who don't know, um, Cameron is – uh, with Midwest Gunworks, who's one of our partners. He is a, uh, well, he's their media guy, I guess, now, but he's also a gunsmith. So Cameron's got a lot of certified uh, background in the the bang-bangs and the pew-pews. So um, me and Cameron were talking last week or the week before when we were kind of talking about different shows, and um, we decided to do this show right before – Missouri's rifle season. Not our rifle season kicks coming off. up. Yep. Be the, it'll be our last show before rifle season. Yep. It will be. That's correct. So um, today's show, we're going to do kind of a fun, let's just preface that now, a fun. Opinionated. Opinion-based yeah. list of the top five deer hunting rifle calibers. In layman's turn, don't get butthurt if you're in a caliber not on our <laughs> list. Yeah. Like, it's just the, you know, it, it's. Cameron's the expert, so we're gonna we're gonna go through. Me, Micah, and Andy also made our top five lists. Um, we're gonna go through them. We're gonna talk about each each caliber from five to one. We're gonna do an audible mention. We're also gonna do a worst uh, worst caliber. But which Cameron? Be honest. How many times did Nate text you asking for your list? Just once. Just once. Just once. <laughs> I think yeah. he's asked me five times. To, what, that's what not. List that's not. Here. That is not accurate. That is not accurate. But um, what was I saying? <laughs> before before we get into it, I think Cameron, he's got a pretty good story. He actually just got back from Colorado and harvested a hell of an elk. Yes, it Do you is. want to give some clip notes real quick yeah. just so people kind of know that story? I I mean, cliff notes. Cliff notes, clip notes, whatever. <laughs> clip them. Yeah, clip, yeah. Clip the notes. So, uh, so I was lucky enough to uh, go out to Colorado this year, uh, first season rifle. It was me, my dad, my brother. I'd been out five years ago now, about right when I started MGW. And at that time, we kind of just did a drop hunt um, in Colorado also. We're not successful, really didn't see any elk. Had a kid, new job, all that good stuff. So I wasn't able to go the last few years. So this year we got to go out. And uh, long story short, so first rifle season, we got there on a Friday, started on a Saturday. We hunted all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday. Didn't see any elk. Did, you know, seven, eight, nine miles a day, all day. Got there before dark, got back at dark. Uh, didn't go back, just, you know, ate out of our backpacks, all that good stuff. Saw a lot of moose pronghorn, mule deer, pretty much any species besides bear and elk, which is what I can shoot. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it works, Um, man. It's a sick joke. Exactly. So, I mean, it was incredible leading up to it, but 
Uh, I had an either or any, whatever you want to call it. My brother had an either or any, and then my dad did not draw that, so he had to buy an over-the-counter cow. So we would kind of split off here and there, first three days of hunting. Me and my dad went out together at first because if we saw a cow, then he would shoot it. If we saw a bull, then I would shoot it. Um, so come Monday, we had hunted all day long. We had access to private, so it was eight, 900 acres of private, all surrounded by public. Hunted that really hard for those three days. Comes about four o'clock and uh, didn't have service the whole entire time. So this, this whole story, everything just falls into place. Uh, I'm sitting on one ridge, him and my brother on another. He texts me and says, hey, we're gonna sit here until dark. I said, I just sat there, didn't reply, and I got to thinking, I'm looking on my Onyx, and I had so many points. I did so much e-scouting, it was unreal. So I was like, man, we're just not seeing them here. Not, you know, seeing some sign, but just not seeing them. I don't know if they've dropped down even lower, what the deal is. So I text him back, and I said, actually, let's meet at the truck at 4.30. I'm going to go spot out a spot for tomorrow before it gets dark. So he texts back, okay. Well, a little before 4.30 when we were meeting up, I hear a cow call. And I look down, he's standing down at the bottom of the ridge. So I go down there, tell him where I want to go, hop in the truck, and we drive off. So we head to some BLM land, and there was not a single tree in sight. I mean, it was just huge valleys, sagebrush. Saw a couple pronghorn driving around, trying to see where we could set up, but with no trees and no concealment, no nothing. I mean, we're rifle hunting, so you can touch out, but man, there was just nothing. So we're heading back out and all of a sudden, I don't know, 2000 yards away. We had been seeing a lot of livestock, a lot of cattle. I said, hey, slow down. I think these are cattle, but just let me check. So he stops, pull up my binos, and as soon as I see him, I'm like, holy shit, those are elk. That's that cow, what they, has, <laughs> that that cow has like. antlers. <laughs> That's what those look like. I mean, it was, you're, you're at that point, you're like, man, you don't even know what an elk looks like at that point, just because yep. you're just seeing everything but. Been there. So at that time, it was probably 530. You know, we only had an hour left until sunset and then, you know, half an hour after. So we had about an hour, hour and 15 minutes left of shooting. So we're sitting there and they're down in this deep valley. How are we going to get there? How are we going to get there? Okay, if we go over this way, the closest we're going to get is like 500 yards. And that was my absolute furthest shot. If I was laying down prone, no wind, 500 yards was my max. Theirs was probably around that three to 400. So that wasn't an option. So we're like, okay, we're going to come up the backside. We'll have the valley as our concealment, and we'll be able to sneak up. So we drive around, park about a half mile away from where we last saw them, get out. And I'm not even joking. As soon as I step out of the truck, that wind just hits me square in the face. And I'm like, hell yes, <laughs> the wind is perfect. So all I've got is my bino harness on. And my rifle, we get out and I'm like, you guys better get on your horses. We got to get the truck and we've only got about 45 minutes left of daylight. So we get to moving. First little ridge, I look over, don't see anything. I'm like, all right, get going. So we get going. Second ridge, nothing. Walk up to the third one and I kind of peek over and I see that first cow. Right. They're up here. I said, get on your bellies. We got to crawl. So we crawl, I don't know, a little over 50 yards to get on the end of this ridge and I see this herd of probably 20 of them. So at that point, 
we had a plan in case there was two of us of a countdown or crawling up and I'm like, holy shit, we're about to have to do a countdown for three of us because we're not going (laughs) to pick who's shooting. So they get pulled up. My brother sits next to me because I tell him, you know, we got to pick out which bull we're going to shoot if we're together. He's next to me. My dad's on the other side. So I hit up, pull out the range finder, trying to hit it. It's just not locking on. I'm like, what? Um, you know, what is going on? I know they're not any further than 400 yards because that's what my range finder was good for while I was hitting this brush right in front of me. So I kind of leaned up, hit the front, two, two, back, 256. So I look over and I say 250. So they're all getting, and of course my brother's like, your dope card you wrote me only says three and 400 yards. What do I, or two and 300 yards. What do I do for 250? So I'm doing the math calculations. I'm like, hold two and a half MOA. He's like, okay. So I tell him, tell my dad they're dope. Lay down and me and my brother are talking. My dad's holding his gun up. He doesn't have a, you know, bipod. Someone start the countdown. <laughs> Chill out. Get to talking. Someone start the countdown. Like, all right. All right. <laughs> So as this is going on, I finally, I'm like, zoom your scopes out. You don't want to be dialed all the way to where you only see your elk that you're shooting at. You want to be able to see, you know, a lot more. So I'm only at 12, you know, 12 power on my five to 25. And all of a sudden I scan to the back of the herd and I see these freaking just antlers. And I look at my brother and I say, back bull, I'm shooting it. He says, okay. So we get settled. I'm like, everybody's good. Yep. Three. So our plan was three, two, one, boom. <laughs> it goes, so I say, three, two, boom. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled a mic up. They it pulled was a mic up. I've done the same thing. So I'm like, son of a bitch. You know, so, and you know, it's a split second. So it's boom, boom, boom. He shoots, my brother shoots, and I shoot. And I knew I laid a good shot in. They take off. The bull goes running. And, again, I'm only at 12 power because I knew that that mm-hmm. follow-up shot, I needed to be able to see the whole the whole elk. So he takes off running. I had already put a new one in. Boom, I pull a second one. And then he stops about 200 yards just facing straight at us, standing there. I already – I mean, as soon as I pull the trigger, I'm, use, I'm just working that <laughs> bolt, getting a new one in there. I'm sitting there, and five seconds goes by, staring. Boom, I pull a third one. And I have never heard – it was just an open valley. I mean, you heard the crack, and then you heard a sledgehammer of it hitting this thing right in the front of the chest. I really want to I know him, what you're like, shooting, but in honor of the show, I think we need to wait. You're right. I was going to Remember, this is a whitetail show. But still, I have a feeling it'll come out. So yeah, I'll, it might. Let's wait. Let's wait to ask him. So, I mean, it was like it was like you punched someone square in the chest. The noise, will, I'll never forget it. I hit him. He starts doing the death wobble for about five seconds, and then boom, he crashes and never takes another breath again. And I look at my brother, and I'm like, holy shit, did you hear that? I mean, I just couldn't believe it. And then I'm on, you know, cloud 100, <laughs> seeing him, you know, rack sticking out of the sagebrush. But long That's story awesome. short, I, I hit him all three times. Both first two shots were right behind the shoulder. And then the third shot just hit him right in the chest, came out about his back right quarter, between his back quarter and his ass. Um, 
my brother shot a cow uh, and then my dad missed so which was a godsend because trying to cut up three of them would have been (laughs) i mean cutting up two of them was a a day and a half start the countdown (laughs) that's a whole that's a whole nother story trying to get those things broken down and hauled out. it was about a mile from our truck up i mean uphill the entire way i want to know who was the first shot who went on two? It was my dad. <laughs> yeah. So Micah went on. Micah and Cameron's dad are two peas in a pod. Yep. We'd get along <laughs> just great. You get it. I mean, the guy that's not calling the countdown, it's hard. I yeah. mean, you don't want to be the last guy because you don't want it to move. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it worked out perfect. Uh, I mean, it was a public land bull. That's awesome. Just the right amount of suck on the hunt. It was just, it was awesome. So. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, just beautiful chocolate rack with ivory tips. I mean, just picture perfect, man. Hell of a yeah. Hell so of an elk. I'm, I I think the guy that I dropped it off to taxidermy. He says he's thinking it'll almost it may hit three hundred. So nice. I'm hoping for that three hundred number. But yeah. uh, either way, it was that's incredible. badass. That's well, congrats, cool. man. Thank you. Congrats. And yeah. it was uh and for what I was shooting. So it was a gun, which is the cool, one of the coolest parts. It was a six, five Creedmoor that I built. Um, so it was a Remington 700 action Christensen carbon fiber barrel. Uh, I was shooting obviously six, five Creedmoor 140 grain Hornet DSSTs. They okay. were going about 2750 feet per second. So, yeah. I mean, it was right on the line of that elk would have died with shot number one, most likely, but Man, six five's right there on the line of being for the elk. right caliber for for putting elk down. Yeah, and that might come back into play here in a few minutes. We don't Find know. Out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, obviously we just talked about an, an elk just because our our buddy Cameron killed an elk, so we wanted to hear the story. But today's episode, like we're saying, is based around whitetail and the best overall caliber for whitetail, in our opinion. In our <laughs> opinion, like we said, there there are a lot of variables. Um, that go into it, like first-time hunters, kids, um, where multi-purpose guns. Where you're hunting at. I mean, yeah, all kinds of stuff. But for multi-purpose, I mean, we're talking whitetail. But we're talking, pick, yeah. You get to pick a gun off a shelf. And to only hunt whitetail with. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the, the way we're going to go through. So we're going to count down from five, and we're going to go through each caliber um, that way and kind of talk about why some some positives to the gun, some negatives to that, that caliber. And then we'll move down from there. I mean, honestly, the number one for everybody is the the gun you have available. Right. Not <laughs> not for me. <laughs> that's, that's that's possibly true for Nate. That's yeah. possibly true. Now, okay. although although the gun I have available now works, uh, which is awesome. So that's the one that's going to be used. But um, okay, so number five, Cameron, what do you got? So for number five, I have the old trusty. 243 Winchester. Mm-hmm. I think this so, list wouldn't be complete without that on there somewhere. Correct. So I kind of like dove in because I'm kind of a ballistics nerd. I'm pretty disappointed. But 243 to higher. me, I think, <laughs> has to be on the list um, for a couple reasons. One reason being that it can be used by someone that's younger. It can be used by someone that, you know, doesn't want a lot of recoil. And it just gets the job done. I've shot a couple deer with 243. Um, I've got here pretty much what I what I wrote down was the grain, 
options that you get with the calibers. So the weight of the projectile, feet per second, and then cost and availability is like huge for me. Um, if you can't get ammo for it or you can't get a gun in that caliber, then it kind of negates the purpose of trying to get that for deer hunting. So 243 is a versatile round. You can get anything from 55 grain up to 100 grain. You know, they're running 28, 2900 feet per second up to 3100 feet per second. And then going off just like our website, for example, average cost on a box of ammo, 28 bucks to $45, depending on the different, you know, options that you see out there. And then availability, 243 isn't super available as some of the other calibers that I think we're going to talk about, um, but you can still find it. You can find it in low recoil for youth shooters. You can find it, again, in heavier grain higher feet per second so i think it's just a good all-around uh caliber yeah definitely okay mike and andy where did you guys have the 243 in your lists where is that on our list yeah i didn't have it I, you didn't have the 243 you on your sh- list get out get the hell out of here <laughs> get out. I, I did my list on guns that i have killed deer with <laughs> i mean i, I or sense. i have Close Personal bonds with, yeah, right, okay. first-hand yeah. experience with. Fair enough. Yeah. So, so I had 243 so rank number three on my uh, list. He hits three on mine as well. Okay. The three on mine. And for the same reasons, one was the recoil, uh, the versatility, and kind of like, I don't know, mobility. I feel like it's, you know. Yeah. A little bit of a lighter, smaller. It's, it's a lighter. Smaller. You can get it lighter, smaller, more versatile. Ammo availability was big for me. Um, it's also what I run as a coyote rig. So I was going to say, I, I know mean, we're, I know this is a, a we talk, whitetail yeah. list, but... I mean, that's also the first caliber I started deer hunting with. So I've killed a lot of deer with a 243. So I feel like that's, I don't know, it's a pretty, a pretty staple for me. Like, so yeah. right in the middle where, where I felt comfortable with it. It's a, it's a, it's a classic deer hunting rifle. I mean, yep. Yep. Pretty 243, common. like that's the first deer I ever, or first gun I ever killed a deer with, or first mm-hmm. deer I ever killed was with a 243. It was actually my father-in-law's Same. old, I don't even remember what it is, to be honest with you. Uh, two forty three. So, yep. right, yeah. so, so what y'all's fifth? Well, do we'll we want to go through his list? No, and we're then gonna let yeah, we're gonna let the experts give okay. us his list, and we'll see if we have that anywhere. And then we in can our repeat list. our list. After okay, that. I got you. I got you. So, all right, number all right. five on the list is the two forty three Winchester. Number four. So number four, I have the polar opposite, but probably the most classic caliber on the list, and that's thirty out six. So 30-06, it has to be on your list. But there are some downsides to a 30-06. That was our backup for elk hunting. It's one of our primaries for deer hunting as my grandpa's old Remington 700, which you cannot get a better gun. Those old classic ones are just Mm -hmm. phenomenal. I think mine's Um, a Woodmaster 742, if I remember correctly. Heck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But 30-06, not as versatile. You're looking... 150 maybe up to 230 grain bullets most of the time it's going to be either 150 or 180s right around that 2600 to 2800 feet per second um cost honestly 30 out six usually is a little bit less expensive than even 243 i think just because they're a little bit more popular more mainstream uh running on our website between 27 dollars box and up to 55 for that premium stuff and then availability, 30-06 in the past has, I think, been the most available caliber. Nowadays, not as much. 
just because there are a lot of new calibers that have hit mm-hmm. the market. Um, but it's still very readily available, especially at your major box stores. Shoot, even some gas stations here in town, you know, always <laughs> right. has a box of 30 out six. So, yep, yep, yeah. No, and that's why it is on my list was because it's, it's a staple. You find it. Almost everybody has one in a gun safe. Everybody has a story of uncles thirty out six, grandpa's thirty out six, dad's thirty out thirty out six in deer hunting. I just feel like is is synonymous. No, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's. I had it on my list. Uh, I think it sounds like we all did. Mm-hmm. Um, We're at. I had it on number four on my list. It's number four on my list. I had it. I did not list. He I, looked at my list. I had it at number three. Number three. Okay. There you Fair go. Yeah. So it's so a thirty out six. So thirty out six. Little quick story. When I was, I don't know, probably eight, nine, somewhere around there, I'd already killed a deer with two forty three. Well, I thought I need a thirty out six. That two forty three <laughs> just isn't enough gun. So I just kept begging my dad, "Let me shoot the thirty out six. Let me shoot." The Finally, he said, "You know what? Come in the backyard." So we went in the backyard. We had multiple acres, so it was safe. And he said, "If you shoot this." You can you can shoot it in deer season this year. So he loaded it up again. I was you know I don't even know tiny. Boom! I shoot it. It almost knocked me on my ass. <laughs> I started tears in my eyes. I was like, forget it. I don't want to shoot the thirty out six. That was my first experience. And that's the thing with thirty out six. Obviously, there's a lot more recoil than your two forty threes or yeah. or other things like that. So they're a little not- bit less. No. They're or, not fun to shoot. You just talk about the, the grain bullets they offer from 150 to 230. I mean, jeez, you're talking about 180 grain on average bullet type deal. I mean, that's a that's a thumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of powder pushing that projectile out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, it's a lot. I mean, I don't, I can't remember the last time my 30 out six went hunting with me. Honestly, I mean, it's it was one of the first guns I took deer hunting that was mine. Right, but. uh it's really pretty is the, you know, like I think a lot of 30 odd sixes, I don't know what kind of production there is nowadays on the 30 odd six, but you know, my 30 odd six is a Remington Wingmaster 742, I think is the number. And it is beautiful. It's beautiful woodstock. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to take it out and get it all jacked up. That's why <laughs> right. it was I grandpa's of, gun. It was yeah. grandpa's. Yep. It's when fine. I, there in the safe. When I think of 30 out six, I, I, I think of that nice woodstock. I mean, the, the pretty, I mean, that's what yeah. it's got. Yeah. Yep. And so that's where it stays most of the time, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, but, uh, all right. So number four on the list was the 30 out six. Number three. Number three, this one honestly could have been number one to me, um, but I've got as number three the two seventy Winchester. Two seventy, and the words of Micah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. So two seventy is not on your list. No, then. no, no. <laughs> so we have a group text. Yep. And Micah actually wasn't supposed to be here tonight. Yep. So. Oh, and I had so we, much shit to give you if you missed tonight. <laughs> Cameron, me, and Andy were all putting together our list, and we have not compared lists. Um, and Micah just nicely said in the the text message, "I'm not going to be there on Wednesday, but if the 270 is not in your list, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> and the real so again, yeah. Go ahead and run 270s through. Two seventies is such an iconic round. Um, I think two seventies probably honestly the least versatile. I guess you'd say usually you only get a 270 and 130 or 150 grain bullet. 
Um, but for whitetail, that's, I mean, that's the sweet spot right around there. Feet per second, they're running 2,800 to 3,000. So, I mean, you can pump a, you know, 130 grain bullet at almost 3,000 feet a second. Cost, 270 is one of the least expensive running anywhere, $24, $25 a box up to, again, the $46, $47 premium. Availability, 270 used to be just like the 30-06, a lot more available. Still is, um, but with newer calibers, a little bit less. But you can find it anywhere. Um, you can find guns chambered in them still. It's just, honestly, for whitetail, it's probably... The 270 is a whitetail cartridge. You yeah. don't really, you can use it for elk. It's a great elk cartridge. Um, but other than that, I mean, of course, you've got pronghorn, all these other species, but that is a whitetail cartridge. You're right. Excellent. What's your, uh, I'm, I'm just talking about stock guns, right? Like guns you can go into Bass Pro or Midwest Gun Works and buy, right? Um, what's your favorite 270 stock rifle? You have one? So. New production, I mean, you can't really beat Bergera rifles right now. Um, Tika rifles, Remington starting production again. Um, the 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 best bolt action gun, though, in my opinion. Now, this is this is again, this is all opinion based. Is the old Remington seven hundreds absolutely the BDLs yep. Woodstock, you know, black tip on the stock. Yep great bluing they're built like tanks the trigger heavy as shit but you can fix that um you just so described my mother's deer rifle <laughs> <laughs> so my dad my dad's is a 270 bdl old school and then my grandpa's was a 30-06 yep. you know 700 bdl they bought them at the same time so and they've killed a ton of deer so your your 30-06 story is about identical to my 270 story but the 270 is my mom's, uh-huh. and so I had the 243 and everything. You know, the two. I just I want to kill a deer. I, you know, 243 wasn't big enough. I want to kill that. I, I needed that 270. Needed that 270. And honestly, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I think I went back and forth for a yeah. while. Killed a few with each, but uh, 270 definitely. And my dad also tells a story about when he was coyote hunting. He used to have coyote dogs and run. And I don't know, I've never seen them myself, but he said you used to be able to get, it's either 75 or like a 90 grain, uh, like a boat tail soft point or something, maybe a hollow point even. He said those things would flat fly out of the 270. I mean, talking, pushing oh, some bet. feet per second and then just milk jug coyotes. Just whoop, whoop. Yeah. So um, I'm going to tell you where I had 270 on my list. Yeah. And it's funny because I have never shot a 270 in my life. <laughs> I've never, I've never owned one. I've never hunted with one, but it's because all I ever hear about the 270 is mm-hmm. how awesome it is of a, a deer rifle. And, you know, I'd done my research and all that stuff and talked to my brother-in-law, Russell, who we probably should have had on this show with us. Honestly. I thought about that this but, afternoon. Uh, we really probably should have. <laughs> uh, I have the 270 number one on my list. No, very nice. Uh, hey, it was very hard for me not to put the 270 number one. It is number one on mine, but that's just because... Growing up, I didn't have a lot of money. My brother, he always seemed to have jobs or whatever. And so I would always borrow his gun during rifle season because he mm-hmm. was always off doing something. He he tinkered with guns. 
and uh, I was always borrowing his. And he got so tired of me borrowing his gun, he actually bought me a 270 for Christmas one year. Nice. When I was, I believe, 15 or something like that. Best Christmas so, present yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, and it, it was a, sa- it's a Savage 270, whatever. Nothing yeah. special or nothing. But, and that's been my deer gun ever since I was like 15 or 16 years old. So, I've killed a lot of deer with it. It's never let me down. You know, it's just been a great rifle. So, that's why it's number one on mine. Yeah. It's at number two on mine. Nice. Sit number two. Nice. That's a, it's a, I mean, so it was in the same spot for me and Micah. And like Cameron said, I mean, it could have been number one on your, on your list. It mm-hmm. just ended up. You asked me three. a couple of years ago, it would have been my number one for sure. Yeah. Okay. Before we move to number two, I want to go back because I forgot to ask this on the uh, number five and number four spots. What's your favorite stock 243? Stock 243. So for a 243, it's most likely going to be smaller framed person, youth gun, female, or just a more compact gun that you want to be able to maneuver, you know, in and out of the woods. You can obviously get other cartridges in the same exact gun, the same size, but a 243 is going to have less kick, so it's more enjoyable to have a smaller gun, lighter gun. Um, 243, I'd say the Savage is a great gun. Um, they're very affordable for definitely three, $400. You can have a two forty three that yeah. just drives tax all day long. So it's, it's hard to beat that in a two forty three. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed right now. Why? <laughs> Cause I got my Seiko S 20 from Cameron. <laughs> gun works. <laughs> Which I'm joking, but I, I love my Seiko S 20. It's my two, my, no, my two forty three. Yeah, dude, that, Hands down, the fav- my favorite overall, not whitetail gun, overall gun that I own. Nice. Yeah. And what uh, Cameron was saying, I bought the Savage Axis, I believe, for my sons as a deer rifle, yep. which is no longer going to be that for them. But when I did buy it, it, that was the idea. And I think it was like 230 bucks on sale mm-hmm. with a scope. It's a garbage scope, but still, like, came with a scope on it and... It would have yeah. done the job. It'll, it'll get you going. Yeah, yeah, it'll get you going for sure. Um, okay, how about on the thirty out six? So for thirty out six, did we just say thirty out six? Thirty out six, Remington seven hundred BDL. Okay, that was. And then yeah. let's say so for the two seventy, I'm gonna go new. So if you're looking for to buy a new gun right now and you want that old school look and you want just really high quality the winchester model 70 super grade is the nicest it's not a nicest factory gun that you can buy by far yeah um they do the super grade and then they also do the super grade maple which the super grade maple is the next gun that's going to go in my safe they are beautiful it'll never see it'll never see the woods ever um <laughs> that's all right but they come with a real yellow maple stock and the bluing on the super grade line in general is a very high gloss they do a really good job on it it's got the t- uh, safety on the bolt they are expensive i mean that's the one gun that you're going to spend a lot of money but it's just absolutely beautiful so that 270 super grade maple that will be my next gun yeah Little, little safe safe queen yeah yep yeah my i have the yeah, synthetic no, I don't version have safe queens. <laughs> <laughs> yep i get it uh my synthetic version i've got a winchester model 70 it's not a 270 it's a 
300 Win Mag, but it's synthetic yeah. and uh, it's a nice gun. Um, it is. It is on my list. We won't talk about where. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, so we've done number five, number four, number three, two, number two, number two, number two. I have 308. I thought so about two. this one. Yeah, I thought about 308, but I just I don't know. I couldn't put it on there. So 308, I think, could be anywhere from that one to three. Um, the reason I put it at two, it's not as versatile. You are going to see some you know, lower grain bullets out there, but generally they only come in 150, 180s um, feet per second, 2,600, 2,900 feet per second, around that same as the others. But cost and availability, 308 is number one by far. Um, it's the cheapest, actually, out of all of them. Yeah. Anywhere from $23 a box up to $50 a box. Availability, we have the most in stock options of 308 out of any of these cartridges and i think you're really going to find that anywhere just because there's so many options for 308 whether it be you know semi-auto ars now you know, in an ar10 mm-hmm. whether it be old school semi-auto 762 by 51s um or bolt action 308s they're the same platform bolt face action size as 65 creedmoor so those two go hand in hand on just being the most available. Makes sense. Nice. Would well, you guys have that listed on yours at all? I did. Did not. I thought I about it. It, it was. It was kind of in my honorable mentions category over there. It, it was thought about, but not. Uh, not I, I've read about the 308. I have. Uh, I did not even think about putting it on my list because honestly, I'm uneducated on the 308. I don't know anybody that shot one. I don't know anybody that's used one for deer hunting before. I just don't know anything about them. So it yeah. didn't get put on my and, list. Yeah, and I've got a Winchester XPR, which is another super, super nice, affordable gun. Um, I think they're around that four to $500 range. Uh, and I've got a 308 22-inch barrel. I've killed two deer with it, and actually I uh, sold it to my brother, and he used it uh, to shoot that elk a couple weeks ago nice. uh, he was shooting 150 grain seiko i don't remember the the ammo exactly but 150 grain going about 2850 so it's a good it's a good round nice is that what you would say would be the stock like your favorite gun in the 308 is that one you just spoke of i would say i say 308 is you can get them in almost any gun, any model, um, 308 is another one that you're not looking to get super precision out of, um, on these deer hunting rifles. They will be, um, obviously they were used for many years for special operations overseas, um, and the M24, different things like that. So they can be a precision rifle cartridge. Um, but I think in a Winchester XPR, a Savage, Remington 700, Bergera has a lot of 308 options. There's just a, a lot, a lot of availability for 308. I like it. Nice. Like okay. Drumroll. Oh, yeah. Number one. <laughs> number one on Cam's list. So, number one is going to just absolutely piss off some people, and I'm going to love every second of it. <laughs> I, I know which one it is already. I guarantee so it. Number, yep. knows, huh? I bet it is. Number one is... The six five creep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. 
takes five creed more just checks all the boxes if you're just going down a list of which cartridges are the best it's the most versatile um it's really cost prohibit you know, cost effective now because it's just so much availability and then availability 6.5 Creedmoor was number two on the most available cartridge on our website, right there with 308. You can find 6.5 Creedmoor anywhere now. Um, you know, a year, two, three, pre-pandemic, it would have been different. You wouldn't find 6.5 Creedmoor as much. But these manufacturers, because that caliber is becoming so popular, they're pumping out 6.5 Creedmoor before anything else for factory ammo. So I think between, you know, availability, cost, and then for rounds on a 6.5 Creedmoor, you can go anywhere from 95 grain all the way up to 153 grain. Um, 140 grain is kind of that sweet spot. So my setup that I killed that elk with, which I will also deer hunt with, is a 140 grain bullet. And it goes 27.50. Those are hand loads, but that's the same as a factory Hornady load. I load it the exact same. So if I need to buy some factory ammo, then I know it's going to be right there similar with it. Where'd you boys have that? I had it at number five, A, because I have one. And uh, that's mainly the reason why I had it on the list. But I just, I know how popular that round is. And I know that it'll do the job. So I just haven't personally put a deer. I, I'm using it this year. I'm putting the 270 away for a year. And I'm going to be using the 6.5 Creedmoor this year for my deer rifle. So, Andy, where'd you have it? So... I'm actually probably going to use my 6.5 for deer hunting this year. Yeah. It's not on my list. Didn't not on your list, list huh? Not on my list. Andy. You used it last year, didn't you? I, used, I killed my deer last year with it. Yeah. So. I'm not, I just, I don't know. I wasn't completely convinced. I'll be honest with you. I get so pissed off that everything I see is always 6.5 Creedmoor. <laughs> you go anywhere, it's like you pull up a gun. Hey, oh, that's a sweet looking gun. What, what caliber is that in? 6.5. Six, <laughs> oh, cool. Hey, oh, I like this gun. What's it? 6.5. You go to Whitetail Banquet. Oh, I'm giving away this gun. What is it? Six five. Yeah. <laughs> it's like gee, Christmas. <laughs> so yes, it speaks to the availability of it. And I just had a, a personal issue why I did put it on my list. Uh, I, so, I have no issue with the gun. I'm going to use the gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I, I you don't put it on your it, list. Yeah. It's too. So, it's too available. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor said I was too healthy in too good a shape. Okay, so I actually had. I don't know what I should do here. So I actually had like a, a number one and a one A because I couldn't decide between these two calibers for number one. So I will say I had six five Creedmoor as one of my number ones. Should I wait to when we say our lists? Wait, wait for your complete for the list. Other, Let's okay. just discuss the six five if you have like anything there. So I don't own a six five, but you two do. You use yours uh, at one point in time. I don't know what you do now, but coyote I mean, hunting. The, the main reason I'm going to use my gun is, one, I have a threaded barrel. I'm going to suppress it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So all I ever hear is, this gun's badass. This gun's badass. When, I, when I've when i been looking at, like, new coyote rounds, it's versatile. You can use it for both. You can use it for all kinds of stuff. Um, it actually, if I'm remembering things correctly, because I was looking at 6-millimeter Creedmoors as well uh, when I was buying a coyote rounds, Six five outperforms a six Creed further distances. Uh, if I'm, am I wrong about that? I think you're wrong about that, but it's fine. Cam, okay, am I wrong there? What's that? Six five outperforming the six Creed further out you go. Mm, yes and no. Um, 
ballistically, no, six Creed is going to be a little bit flatter <laughs> shooting, but six five Creed more for shooting animals, I think, would be more effective. Okay, maybe that's what I was remembering. On a white-tailed deck, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, I had it as one of my number ones. Fair enough, fair enough. Yep. So let's recap Cam's top five, and we're going to kind of go through ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Cam's top five, we've got the 243 Winchester. At number five. At number five. Number four, the 30 out six. Number three, the 270. Number two, the 308, which is Cam's lone uh, lone caliber that none of us had on ours. Yeah, yeah. nobody has that on our list, but uh, That's it makes sense. Done. It also makes sense, though. Yeah, it does. I mean, you can't argue that, really. And in number one, the 6.5 Creedmoor. Yeah. Pretty. Okay, so do we want to give honorable mention his honorable mention first? Yeah, let's go for honorable mention. What do you got honorable mention? So my honorable mention is the 300 Win Mag. Um, it's a, it, I, I don't like saying this and a lot of people say it's too much for a white tail. It's, it's not too much if you put an effective shot in. Um, I mean, if you're hitting shoulder or you're hit, I mean, it's going to, I'm well aware. <laughs> Take the it's whole shoulder. Damage. I'd, I'd put it right there with like seven millimeter rim mag too much. It's not too much. Um, but it is a big caliber. You're getting yeah. a lot of recoil. Um, yes, you do. Because you're pushing 150 to a 200 grain bullet, you know, almost 3,000 feet a second, and then cost is the only reason, yeah. the main reason why it's not on the list. On our website, cheapest about 35, 36 dollars box, going up to 60 dollars a box. So it is a lot more uh, expensive. And then availability, it's a little bit less available than the other ones. You can still find it for sure, but but it had to be somewhere. So I threw that one as my honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, I, I have the 300 win bag on my list, but I can't, it was number five on my list. So I'll be, I'll be real with you. That would honestly be arguably in my personal opinion, go up there with one of the worst. Well, I've helped track more deer shot by a 300 win mag. I'm one of those people. Yes. It's the only reason the 300 win mag is on my list because I've killed multiple deer with it now. But every one of those deer I've killed, I was worried something went wrong. Now, now, to its credit, both of those deer die within 40 yards of where they were shot. <laughs> so, like, you know, I mean. But it kicks so bad that you have no idea have what fun. happened. But for you real. get a concussion every time. Yeah. You do. They're, they're just, they're an absolute, if you're sighting one in or you're shooting. Oh, it's, it's you know, rough. It's, especially if you have a pencil barrel lightweight gun. I used to have a Weatherby that was a lightweight profile. That's what I went out first year elk hunting and sighting it in and shoot. It's just not fun. It's not pleasant. And that's, I think that that right there goes back to the reason why I've helped track more deer shot by a 300 because that, that recoil. People are scared of it. They're, they're, uh, they're yeah, conscious, they're conscious of that recoil. So they're thinking about it whenever it's happening Yep, and you're not, you're not fo- the recoil. You're not seeing your shot. You're not seeing the hit. You're not, so you don't know where you hit it. You're flinching whenever you pulled the trigger, so you didn't hit where you thought you did. Or you're possibly flinching. I mean, right. if, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. downplayed. I agree with you. Good caliber. I just don't think everybody can handle that caliber. Agreed. Right. Right. I, I mean, I'm one of those guys that that's been my deer rifle for one reason or another, the last few years, and. It has straight up smoked two deer, mm-hmm. but it kicks so hard on both of them right. that I wasn't 
I wasn't a hundred percent confident in my shots, which both of them were, and both of shots. them were perfect shots, and the deer died within forty yards. But their reaction to the shot too made me think I did something wrong. Right. It's almost like they didn't know <laughs> what just zipped through them before. You know, they were out of my my sight picture. Yeah. Well, they got knocked out a little bit too whenever you hit them. You get a concussion whenever you shoot. <laughs> they get hit by a train. Yeah. They're like, what yeah. the F just happened? That's what goes yeah, on. Yeah, you're seeing stars, so you don't see where it takes off after it makes impacts. Yeah. So. Exactly. But so I did have the 300 Win Mag on, as number five on my list. Yeah. So, and you guys have it on yours? Andy, you obviously didn't. I did, did not. Mike, no. 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 Okay. Before we tell our lists, mm-hmm. which we've pretty much said where our stuff is. Let's do that. Let's t- let's tell our list before then, we get into the worst. Yeah. Let me go. I'll, I'll do mine. Okay, yeah. Andy, you do your list first. So, I'll start from the top and go down. No, go the, from five. bottom up. Okay. Don't don't mess my with my five, OCD, bro. No one said this one. Number five, and I asked a few different people before this podcast. You had to pick one gun, deer hunting. What's it going to be? Can I guess? No, because I told you. Oh, okay, you did. <laughs> But uh, shout out to uh, Thomas McCorkendale. I talked to him uh, this week and and put him on the spot. And then Austin as well said this, and I think I talked to one other person. The twenty five odd six. That's the, a good one. The twenty five odd six was both their answers. I've never had one. Don't own one. Don't know much about it. But I felt like there's enough people I've heard about liking that gun that. I, I feel list. like it warranted that list. So Andy's I, number five. I know about that gun. I have a buddy, and that's what his kids have shot. Mm-hmm. And it could just because they're kids, but we've lost some deer over it. Have you? Yes. Now, that could just be bad shooting. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know the situation. But some deer have been shot with it, and those deer were never found. Yeah. Not saying they didn't die or what, but, sure. you know. With yeah. any caliber, but, yeah. that's, but that's warranted. Right. Cameron, correct me if I'm wrong, it's pretty close to a 243. Yeah, so 25.6 is a lower grain offhand. I mean, they probably go down in the 50, 60 grain up to about 100. <laughs> I think they, they max out around that 100, 120 grain mm-hmm. projectile. Um, it's just a really fast, smaller caliber, so yep. less recoil, great for youth. It's obscure, so you're not going to find many guns chambered in 25-06, especially true. anymore. Like, you probably can't find a single gun on the shelf right now that's 25-06. You know, five, ten years ago, you definitely could. Um, yeah. That's why I think it's just you, you don't find ammo as much because the guns aren't being sold. So it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Whatever guns are on the shelf, that's what ammo the manufacturers are putting out. And I obviously didn't think my list through um, as well as Cameron did. No. Because, you know, I didn't take availability, but you're right. I mean, I go back and look at any, you know, gun store I've been in in the last two years. I can't tell you when I've seen a 25 6 sitting on the shelf. That makes yeah, sense. Great caliber, though. Yeah. Anyway, number, number five, five was 25 out 6. Four was 30 out 6. We talked about that one. Yep. Three was 243. Uh, two was 270. And my number one, which. It's kind of odd because I didn't like the 300 Win Mag so much. My, <laughs> my number one is the 7 Mag. <laughs> and I, and that is 100% from personal experience. My dad has a Remington 700 BDL 7 Mag. It kicks less than the 270 that my mom has. And for some reason, I can tell you right now, if I someone said, hey, there's a deer out there, kill it. And I had a row of guns. I'm going to reach and grab that 7 mag, and that is the gun I will be shooting. 
I mean, if I had to be put on the spot, kill that deer right now, I grab the seven mag. I can't disagree. No, I won't say why, but yeah, my honorable mention was, and I just felt like it needed to be on there. The the thirty thirty. I just felt like the old thirty thirty. Thirty. Very hard for me not to put that on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, especially in Missouri where we're pretty, you know, a lot, lot more tight quarters. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you can go a lot of places where you won't even have a 50-yard shot. Right. Easy. Right. I mean, that's easy to do in Missouri. So yep. I, I just feel like old lever action 30-30 would hit a lot of people uh, for an honorable mention there. I don't there. think you want to shoot people with it. <laughs> no, no. Like hit a lot of people with it. Sorry. Sorry bad, yeah, bad wording. Bad wording. Okay, that's mine. All right, there's Michael. Okay. That's Michael. That's All right, yours. I'll do mine. Number five, six five, uh, Creedmoor, just because yeah. I haven't used it yet enough. I've heard a lot of good things. My number four is actually we haven't no, talked about this nobody's one. the six five Grindle. The reason why the six five Grindle's on there, uh, my brother, he he was the one that got me into the six five Grindle realm or whatever, and he has killed multiple deer. They are extremely accurate in my in my experience. And I have I haven't seen a deer go over fifty yards when shot with it, so no, great great gun for that. Um, hold on, hold on, Cam, you want to add to that? On, got, he had a smirk. Cam yeah. had a smirk for a minute. Six five Grindle's a, a great cartridge. It's it's optimal for deer hunting just because of the grain of the bullet feet per second, all that good stuff. Um, the only downside that I see with the six five is just firearm availability. You can find ammo. But a 6.5 Grindle, there are some bolt actions out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Ruger makes one in the American. Think Savage makes one. But other than that, it's all semi-auto ARs, which, hey, great. I'm all about hunting with an AR. Um, but just availability-wise, that's the only reason. I, I have had thought about it. Yeah, I have had issues finding ammo for it. I will say that for sure. Um, my number three was a 30-06. We talked about it. My number two also is the seven mag and the reason i made it on the list because that was the first rifle i used to kill my first deer with that was the gun that i was always borrowing from my brother that he let me use and that's what i killed at least one maybe two or three deer with it yeah so they didn't go far after shooting (laughs) so (laughs) that makes it nice and your number one number one was the 270 and you have an honorable mention Mine was kind of the thirty thirty same. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any, but any at some point in time, more than likely, you've hunted with a thirty thirty for the the group of people that I've hunted with. You know, the longest at some point they've always used a thirty thirty. I personally have never hunted with one. I've shot them multiple me, times, me but uh, I just have never done it. I think they're sweet guns. I've never used a thirty thirty or a thirty odd six, but I just know they're staples. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you. Okay, my list. Uh, my number five was actually the 300 Win Mag, uh, and that was because I, that is the gun I've used the most deer hunting, mm-hmm. mostly out of necessity. It will not be my deer gun anymore. Actually, it's not on my list because I haven't had any experience with it yet, but I'm going to be shooting, and my sons will be shooting um, this year. I know you season's over, but um, there's, there's, a, a there's a second one, plus I might I'm gonna probably take them rifle hunting with me, is the 6 Arc. It's one of them I'll be using this year. Um, it's mostly because I built it, and uh, <laughs> it's a sweet caliber. Do I don't want to, c- and I don't want to shoot the three hundred Win Mag anymore. <laughs> I don't uh, blame where'd you. Where'd you build it from? Uh, old Midwest mm-hmm. Gunworks. Yeah, there can you, you kind of for people that 
because it's kind of a newer round, can you kind of break that round down? Just kind of explain, you know, some of the specs on that. Yeah, so a six arc is very similar to the six five Grindel. Uh, it's built off the same dimensions, so it's going to use the same uh, bolt face, and then of course different bullets, six millimeter bullet instead of a you know a six five. Um, usually they run around that 100, 108 grain. Which ones are you shooting? I'm shooting the Precision Hunters, so they're the 105s. Fives? I can't remember for sure, but so maybe the right 103s. around there, depending on barrel length, 25, 26, all the way up to 2,800 feet per second. It's another one that's very versatile. It's a newer round. Mostly, I mean, it, it was made for semi-autos, so it was made to be optimized feeding into a semi-auto. But the main benefit is if you have a 5.56 five, and you want to make the switch to a 6 arc, the only thing you have to change is the barrel and then bolt carrier group. Really the bolt head, but you can just buy a whole bolt carrier group and then a magazine. So you can you know change your 5.56 five, to a 6 arc and then run with it that way. It's mm-hmm. great cartridge. And ammo is a little tough. but It is. I can attest to that, but... It's becoming like the 6.5 Creedmoor, I think. So you're going to see availability get better and better, I think, yeah. on it. Yep. So number five was my 300 Win Mag, but like I said, psych, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Six arcs coming. Um, number four was 30 out 6 for me. Yep. Number three was the 243. Yep. Number two was the 270. And number one, I had the 6.5 Creedmoor, and I had a like a 1A was the 7 Mag. Um, and... That is a has a lot to do with my brother in law Russell. That thing, dude's deadly. Blast shit, mag. and it you know like Cameron was saying with the three hundred win mag and the seven mag, people think they're overkill, but guess what they do? They kill it. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> they do the job and they do right. it well. So I had the seven mag as my my second one, and then my <clears throat> honorable mention, and this is a straight up shout out to my brother in law Russell who I'm going to apologize on the show right now that I did not discuss any of my list with. I did it on purpose. I figured you did. No, I wanted to be a big boy and not have him. (laughs) (laughs) Wanted to have your own opinion. I wanted to have my own list and not have basically Russell be like, that's a dumbass list because it probably is. Um, So my honorable mention is all for him is the 450 Bushmaster because (laughs) he takes that thing into the timber and he's like, listen, that 450 Bushmaster, I'm going to plow through some shit. And uh, so that's my my honorable mention. See and- a deer behind those trees, behind that tree? I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> yeah. That's for my brother-in-law, Russell, right there. But, what nice. do you think about the 450 Bushmaster, Cam? I think 450 Bushmaster is a great caliber, especially if you're in one of these horrible states like <clears throat> Illinois. Um, that you can only hunt with Smooth, a shotgun yeah. or a straight walled cartridge. Um, so, I mean, you can use a 450 Bushmaster. It's a gigantic bullet. Usually they're over 300 grains, a lot slower, but they're just a thumper. I hit you can find them bat. pretty yeah. sporadically, um, firearm wise. Ruger makes a uh, American ranch hand, I think, a ranch. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the exact model's called, but it's a little 16-inch barrel, super compact gun, inexpensive, like 500 bucks. Throw a scope on that, and that'd be a, a great all-around uh, deer gun for you. And then ammo availability, it's okay. I wouldn't say it's bad, and I wouldn't say it's good. You can find it, you know, right. at different places. Yeah. Yep. So 
What? I got 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 to throw one out there, and it's a little bit to wrestle too because I talked about him today, and I don't know if Cameron's looked into it much or not yet because it's not technically out, but I think this will be my next gun, whitetail, elk, whatever. The seven millimeter PRC. Hornaday just came out with it with just the cartridge. Came out with it. The gun, announced it like last week. Yes, the gun manufacturers I think I, I actually think I just listened to a podcast from Horny on that. So I, I did. I listened to Horny's podcast about um, the seven millimeter PRC. The the gun manufacturers haven't necessarily even like announced their rifles yet for it, but according to Hornaday, about every major manufacturer is going to have this. Yeah. Um, from my understanding, it's a lot like the three hundred PRC and the three hundred Win Mag, except it's just as fast. to have a twenty four inch barrel. And has 32% less recoil. Hmm. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I first time hearing it. I mean, yeah. we'll see. There's a, I mean, there's just so many new cartridges coming out left and right. And, you know, some of them won't stick. Some right. of them will. Um, it'd be super hard to find ammo at first. Like 6.5 PRC. Um, that's another one that mm-hmm. is very recent, but it's a great cartridge. That one, I would feel much more comfortable shooting an elk with. Um, you can get 143 grain and they're going 29.50 instead of 27.50 as a 6.5 Creedmoor. So that's another one that's kind of cool, but finding ammo is going to be hard. Finding a gun is going to be hard. And isn't the 6.5 PRC, isn't that the ammo like super expensive? It's going to be very expensive. Just like any cartridge, when they first come out, because the availability is so low, and their volume of production is so low, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be expensive. Yeah. yeah, that's the only like the downfall of the six arc that I'm going to be shooting is, from what I know, there's only three factory rounds mm-hmm. available right now. They're all manufactured by Hornaday because that's who yep. uh, came out with the round. And it took me some time to find. Now, when yeah. I found it, I bought the shit out of it. That's um, so that I didn't have you know to worry about it for a while. But. I see that happening with a seven millimeter PRC because they're they're talking about. Your bullet range was like from 150 to 190, and like 175 was their recommended like sweet spot for it. And the 175, I, I swear they said on on it was pushing 3,050 to 3,100 feet per second. So it's booking with a 175 grain bullet. I, was, I mean, sign me up. That's a killer. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I it was yeah. interesting. I didn't know if Cameron, if you had, had read much it. on that one yet or not. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be expensive, but it'll be cool. Yeah. Okay. The part of the show that I'm most excited for. Oh yeah. Is <laughs> what is Cameron's least favorite deer rifle round, and we'll also say ours, which I don't really have one, but I feel like I know what he's gonna say. Yeah. So we'll just go from there. So. Yeah, it was hard for me to choose the worst because I don't think there is a worst besides like twenty-two long rifle, which probably has killed. <laughs> I was just gonna probably say that. killed more deer at night than any other freaking cartridge out there. I it. Um, but in this cartridge, some people I've feel targeted killed, right now. Yeah. <laughs> so this cartridge, I've killed two whitetails with. Um, so it is effective, but I would say it's probably the worst, and that is two, two, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I figured he was going to say. Yeah. So, again, I've killed one deer I killed with a semi-auto AR that I built at gunsmithing school. Shot that deer with a 
75 grain hollow point uh probably pushing you know 26 2700 feet per second so it's slower than all of these rounds we've talked mm -hmm. about and half the size of a bullet so the benefit of a 223 is there's no recoil um so if you have a youth um someone that doesn't like recoil a 223 obviously will get the job done both of the deer that i shot it was one shot you know not a far track done type of thing but you're shooting a 55 to 77 grain bullet slower than you're shooting a 243 270 30 out six all of these cartridges so it's just so much less effective um than the others yeah no i agree and yeah. the reason it's my number worse is because my I, number worse my number worse <laughs> yeah my number worse i shot a buck i was walking out of the woods came up i was walking you know down this finger of woods and I see a bedded buck with a doe right next to her. I shot the buck while he was bedded. My fault. Shouldn't have done that. Never found him. Hmm. So tracked him. I couldn't tell you how far miles it felt like, but uh, never ended up finding that deer. So that's yeah. why I'll and, never do it again. And I know there'll be a lot of people say, oh, I, kill, I killed all kinds of deer. You with definitely can, you can. For sure. You my brother, can. my little brother uh, has killed two deer with it whenever he was younger he he got out of hunting pretty soon after that but the, whenever my oldest brother took him hunting he would use the 223 and anytime he shot a deer he killed it so you know it is what it is i feel like it has its place yeah with youth and stuff like that cameron mm -hmm. was saying like you know the recoil is less get, get kids out outdoors but yeah. also they need you know keep the range close man, manage your shots yeah. manage your expectations for the cartridge Right. Yeah, and use the heaviest grain bullet you can. There's a lot of cartridges out there that you can buy factory, like 75 grain yep. Hornady's. Um, just a lot more effective. It's a heavier bullet, so it's going to open up more. If you're shooting in Missouri, you can't shoot full metal jackets no. um, per you know conservation laws, and you don't want to anyway. It's a terrible idea. But if you get a you know hollow point 75 grain, it's going to open up a little bit better. The one that I, the second one that I shot was with a bolt action that I built at gunsmithing school for my dad. So I wanted to shoot a deer with it. It was actually the first buck that I ever killed. Um, and I want to say it was a 69 grain hollow point. It was an absolute tack driver, but again, it's a 69 grain bullet going probably that one was probably going 2850, 2900, maybe because it was a 24, 26 inch barrel. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really write one down for the worst. I, I did, I guess I did write one down, and I wrote down the twenty-two long rifle just because I'm like, I'm, I'm sure I don't want to piss everybody off. Illegal, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, that's exactly why. But you know what you just said? Oh, well, fuck. There's B people out BB there. BB guns, mine, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I figured the two-two-three was going to be your answer, and um, the reasoning I would have behind it is similar to what you said. Why that when you have so many other options? you know, that would probably do the job better. Not that that can't yep. do the job, but... I mean, if it's all you got, I ain't going to... Oh, no, go, I, I agree. Go yeah, hunt. Go. If that's all you yep. can... If that's and, and it's got a lot gun. of advantages. It's the cheapest gun to shoot out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you just want to go shoot, you want to go coyote hunting too, you want to deer hunt, I mean, it's it's the cheapest to shoot. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that gun for coyote hunting. I Obviously, but, I bought that NPR, and I am a big fan of it, and it made other top five lists for coyotes but um, from a perspective of you have a wall full of guns 
It's and not the one you can walk up and pick whatever cartridge you want out right. of those. Not gonna pick it. Not picking it. Right. No, I agree. No, yeah. Okay, that's our list. That's it. Anything? Uh-huh. Any other ones that you can think of that we should any discuss? Possible honorable mentions. Man, there was a lot of good cartridges brought up. I don't. I can't just off the top of my head think of any others. Thirty thirty was one that I put a lot of thought into just because it's probably the most iconic classic round out of all of them. The downside being it's only in a lever gun. Yeah. And then another downside is post pandemic 3030 ammo for whatever reason was gone. I mean, you could, everybody's not, got one. That's you why. could not <laughs> find a single box of 3030 and people were selling them on gun broker for two, three times the price. I mean, it got crazy. You can find it a little bit better now because ammo's come back. Um, but really just my list came down to not what I thought was the most effective on whitetail, but with a checklist of different attributes, what check different ones, whether that be versatility, the, you know, price availability, mm-hmm. all these different things that somebody, if they were, okay, this is the one, you know, bolt action deer gun that I want to buy. I want to be able to find ammo. I want to be able to find a gun that I actually want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to find, you know, a, whatever caliber. There's only one model of gun out there, so I'm stuck to that one. If you're wanting to buy a six five, and all of my top five, you can find guns on the shelf. Whether it's two forty three, two seventy, thirty out six, three oh eight, or six five, you're going to find a gun across the board from Remington, Winchester, Savage, all these companies. So, I think if you already have other guns then you may try to find something a little bit more versatile but again it's man there's so many different options and there's so many arguments to each one all of them are going to put down a deer all of them are gonna you know shoot good groups so it just comes down to personal preference i think really yeah yeah and when we didn't even talk about suppression you know that that's another variable that you know could add to someone's enjoyment of a different round yeah that they might and I not think, have before I th- you know i mean i think on a good honorable mention that i thought of is the 300 blackout for that reason hmm. um because 300 blackout is super versatile you can go from 110 grain bullet all the way up to a 220 grain subsonic now i really wouldn't want to shoot a deer with a 220 grain bullet going a thousand feet a second um but you can shoot 120 130 150 grain bullet and you can convert your ar alternative methods you can get a 300 blackout pistol and then you know hunt with that in in years past i've gone out never shot one with a 5.56 ar with a 10 and a half inch barrel which is not a good idea um because you're just getting such a low velocity but now i have a 300 blackout pistol that is a heavier bullet more feet per second you can find ammo for it you can suppress it all these good things so that's another cartridge that say you have an ar or you're looking for an alternative methods gun you can get an ar pistol or something like that so that could be another option yeah 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 i like it well there you have it folks there's cam's top five and our three dumbass lists that (laughs) we just uh you know i kind of i actually i kind of feel a little validated that there was only one of my rounds that wasn't on Cam's list. Yeah, I, I feel, and he it was his honorable mention. So actually, I was 
five for five. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty happy. I guess I wasn't. He had the 308, but I'm, I still feel good about myself. I was a big boy. I didn't need Russell on this one. I just <laughs> wanted to do it myself, <laughs> and I succeeded. So uh, I feel disappointed in myself. I mean, he used logic and reason to develop this <laughs> list, and I went zombie apocalypse, row of guns, what do I grab? This is what I'm going with. Uh, and I just went off experiences, honestly. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think that's a good, good way to go about it, though. You know, I mean. Yeah, no, I know, I know there's people right now just like, in their cars or at home punching air going, there's no way the 6.5 Creedmoor is number one. 30-odd six is way better. A 30-odd six is going to kill a deer better than a 6.5 Creedmoor. I mean, let's be honest. Right. But if you're going checkbox style, more versatile, and it's just easier to find now. Um, if we're talking effective whitetail cartridges, 30-odd six and 270, I think, are right there for number one. I would say 270 is probably the most – effective whitetail round yeah yeah uh, i like it makes sense man well before we end this recording uh you want to give the listener a real quick uh uh update on what's going on at midwest gunworks and how they can get a hold of you guys yeah so same old same old at, at mgw we're pumping along you know deer season's here duck season's getting ready to start up so we've been real busy i would say the hot stuff right now leading into this month is going to be black friday um so oh. i haven't even talked to you guys about it but we're going to have a totally different black friday promotion than we've ever done before so it's actually going to be pretty cool um so when that gets closer then i'll send that over to you guys so you can uh, let everyone know about that but if they ever want to check anything out that we've got going on social media it's just midwest gunworks on facebook instagram youtube YouTube's getting hotter as we're going. Yeah. Uh, we've got a new studio now, so we're pumping out a video a week across the board of different things going on in the shop, how-tos, all that good stuff. So That's if true. they want to check that out, you know, we've got some different things on there. But check out the website. It's just MidwestGunWorks.com. If you need ammo, all that good stuff, you guys have a discount code, so they can use that on anything that they're ordering um, but if they're about to place an order, I'd say within the next few weeks, I'd definitely wait for that Black Friday promotion. There you go. That's exciting. good heads up. Good yeah. heads up. Yeah, that's I like awesome. It. All right. Well, Cameron Tinker, we appreciate uh, your time tonight. You got a sick kid at home, and you uh, took the time to to do this fun list. I was excited about it. Yep. Uh, I, I also want to give a plug to another podcast that I listened to. I had the idea before I listened to this podcast because it's a very similar show. Um, I feel like I sent him this idea. The Fox Pro. Oh, yeah, you did. Yes. Yeah. Fox, we had yeah. this idea. Uh, had it for a long Fox time. Pro podcast did this. Just oh, had a show yeah. on coyotes. On oh, yeah. coyote cows. Top five coyote rounds yeah. with um, um, John oh, Collins gosh. and Randy Anderson. No, not Randy Anderson. Bob. Um. Oh my gosh, I just forgot his name. Um. Big Al. Big, oh, Al Morris. Al Morris. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, man. Um. He had John Collins and Big Al I'm Morris on the show. <laughs> yeah, it was actually Al's um, yeah. top five. And uh, then John had his list as well. So it was a pretty cool show. You should check that one out also. Yep. All right, Cam, thanks for your time, man. And we'll holler at you later. Yeah, appreciate it. See ya. That's it, and that's all, folks. Are you, uh, Are you, you said- shocked by any of his picks? I am. Cameron's? Which one? 6'5". Really? I didn't think that'd be number one.
before, I didn't know before it was we be. ever started the show. I didn't think it would be. I didn't. Once he said three. I thought it would be. I didn't know if it would be number one. I knew it was going to be on his list. I didn't know it was going to be number I'll one. I'll be way honest. He, like, structured that, his picks, way more logically than I was thinking he would. Like, I was thinking when we started, like, terminal, shoot a deer, like, usability. I wasn't thinking of putting the whole thing together of, you know, versatility, affordability, availability, and using those as a matrix to well, figure I mean, out. A really good way to matrix <laughs> structure it. Because I mean, if you're thinking about just like what would kill a deer the best. Right. 50 cal. I mean, let, fuck it. Let, bazooka. Right. I mean. Oh, but I was thinking, okay, recoil, you know, like usability of the gun. Functionality. Like functionality. As opposed to availability, versatility. I mean, you can shoot a 50 cal. You might be 40 feet behind it afterwards. Right. Just saying. Right. But no, yeah, I, no I, was, I, I really enjoyed the way that he mm-hmm. structured it. It makes yeah, a lot of sense. I, like, I I did mine all off of experiences, pretty much. And I kind of did it a little off experience and things I've heard, because mm-hmm. some, of the, <laughs> some of the guns on my list, actually two of them in my list, I've never actually used. Right. 6.5 Creedmoor and the 270, I've never Same. hunted with either. I've never used 30 out 6 or 20. I guess in the 7 mag, I've never hunted with a 7 mag either. Really? But, I think. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, I mean, I, 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 just a little fun exercise. How about that? We'll call it a fun exercise. Well, I think you got some different perspectives there. You got one that's, you know, okay, if I had to go buy a rifle, pick a rifle for my deer hunting rifle, what would it be? And that's Cameron's list. And it makes complete sense. And I will not disagree with any of his picks. But then you have, like I, I think I mentioned, zombie apocalypse, wall full of guns, pick you, one, go. For a deer. For a deer. Deer apocalypse. Should deer we zombie. have? Should we have a top sh- five guns for the zombie apocalypse? That might be a different episode. I like it. I got ideas. I already know my number one. We'll just go ahead and say it because I'm not doing a show on it. Twenty two. Twenty two. No way. Twenty two. No way. For the zombie. Hundred percent. Why? No way. Okay. First off, you only got. Uh, they take one bullet in the head. They're dead, right? I don't know. Never shot a zombie. Apparently, that's yeah. how it works. I don't know. Semi-automatic. I thought you had to double tap. Semi-automatic. I thought you had to double tap. That's to always be, double tap. Always double rule. tap. But zombie land. Yeah, one shot in the head always kills them. Twenty-two. You can hold more ammo, carry more ammo. Okay. It's inherently pretty accurate gun. Yeah. But you're gonna have to let them get within fifty yards. Mm, they're slow. I mean, you get hundred maybe, but <laughs> I mean, some of them are slow. I'm just saying that's my number one. I'm thinking I go. Number, sh- I think I go semi-automatic shotgun. Number one. No, nah, I can't hold as many rounds as I want. I want you more rounds. Mags. I want more rounds, lightweight. So I'm going 22, then two, two, three. Why the hell have you put so much thought into this, dude? I feel like it's a common thing you should. You don't think about the zombie apocalypse. I'm going, I don't. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going straight. Probably living in the world you are. Jeez. I'm probably going straight 20, <laughs> 20 gauge semi-automatic like AR style shotgun. Okay. Drum mag. So I'm thinking. What kind of bullet though? You gonna do buckshot? It doesn't freaking matter if a twenty two no. will kill him. What's it matter? No, I don't I'm think so. Because I mean, I mean, at that point, I want I want spread and pattern. Because if I, you know, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm trying. Okay. Knock out one hey, one hey, type hey. thing. You gotta go headshots. Right? Rule number thirty two. Enjoy the little things. <laughs> Um, speaking of, you didn't give your number one. We need you to 
for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, for the zombie apocalypse. I'm not. I'm not doing this with you. But then I, I think <laughs> you're on to something with the 22. I never thought about the 22. Oh God! But then you do have to go five, five, six, two, two, three. Right. Because Absolutely. availability. Availability. You can't. You availability. What are you going to go to Dick's Sporting Goods in the zombie apocalypse and just pick up some shit? Yeah, I might well, the break the window. I might it. break the window at Dick's. What's one? <laughs> Fuck dicks. They don't care. Yeah, any I guns agree. Or ammo. That's true. So you can go there if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can go into any house where a guy has turned to the a zombie. Odds. More than likely, he's going to have 5.56 five, ammo. I agree. So his, and 22 so, ammo. So his 5.56 five, shit didn't work very good if he's a zombie. He, he might have just been had the bad blood. I don't know. Dude. You don't know him circumstances. Right. Bill freaking Murray didn't have <laughs> the zombie blood. He let people get too close. Yes. He did. You let them get too close. Too close. You don't let people get too close. No. no. You, you got to know the people. Got to trust them. Them damn redheads will get you every time. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, okay. So, for the listener, you were not supposed to be here tonight, Micah. I wasn't. And Andy said he was going to talk mad shit. Yeah. Okay. And he had mad good whatever. I'm waiting for you to talk that mad shit. You've had it. He showed up. I know. I'll shut up. So I really can't. I really can't talk. I just want to know what it was you were going to say because I am excited to have. I, I wanted to hear it. I really wasn't that prepared. I was just once planning a, on talking. Dude, shit. you showed up once, with a once ledger of paper. I was prepared for the topic. That, that was his list. We've been through 130 shows, and this guy finally prepares. <laughs> this was one that he was really. I mean, excited he's only about. been to seven really of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> I show up, and you fucker still. Okay. Oh. So what's this? I want to hear the great dad joke that you had. You can still use it, can't you? He, 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 he did nothing about a dad no, joke. No, he did say that. No, we didn't. 100%. He said, I was going to talk shit about you, about no. me not coming. No. Not I, I, I got one for you. Okay. Your brother your, your brother does bees. Yes, right? he does. Yeah. Brother's a bee farmer. What, what do you call a beehive with no exit? With no exit? Yeah. Nate, what do you call beehive? Beehive with no exit. No idea. A hole You don't know? No. That's unbelievable. <laughs> you can't leave. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I got spelled it. out for you sometimes. See, he said, I got way too many jokes ready for you being gone. So he said jokes. It was a yeah. lie, okay? I wasn't ready. <laughs> and this is about being planning, gone. It wasn't like dad jokes. I was just, pl- yes, I was planning on Micah being gone. I was going to talk shit. He's not gone. Can't talk <laughs> shit. Yeah. Because he's scared to do it with my face. <laughs> The, the jokes. This the is jokes, what I wanted. The jokes took aren't a minute, relevant. But this is what I want. I'll do it to his face. The jokes aren't relevant. I want you to here. do it to his face. I just want no, to hear. No, because he'd be like, nope, this fucker never shows up to anything or something like that. That's exactly. how it would have went, right? It's not funny anymore. Exactly. Right. So oh, I imagine that. Micah's not here. But he is here, so it's not funny. Right. No, I get it. I get it, man. I mean. It's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. I, I wanted to just get you two to fight is what I was hoping for. We're not going to fight. You just did. We're friends. Not really. I'll say it to his face. <laughs> I'll drop friend. that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Not call him dad. He better not get in my face. <laughs> not even if there's a fire. I literally watched that the other day, and it holds up so good. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. There's actually a Will Ferrell movie that is not a well-known one, and I do not remember which one it is off the top of my head right Really now. not well-known. And it is hilarious. Gosh, what is it? What's the premise? Is this a dad joke? It's Will Ferrell. This line is pretty freaking it's terrible. It's just right now. Will Ferrell. It's a Will Ferrell movie. It is freaking great. 
Of course, the other guys is a classic in my opinion. Yes. It's so aggravating. The other I guys. I just watched it the other day. The other guys. Is what did I say? You said the other guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm, it, I just watched it like last week, and it was hilarious. Are we wasting time on this right now? We are. We are. We sure oh, are. Okay. It's Will Ferrell. Plus, everybody stopped listening about two minutes ago anyway. <laughs> yeah. They're over. All right. Should we go ahead and just, you know, yeah, stop, we'll, stop we'll this continue. one? Yep. See Thanks you for listening, folks. See you.